0: All right, well, I'd like to welcome you all to today's Department of Defense Bloggers Roundtable for Wednesday, March 20th, 2013. I'm Ian Phillips with Department of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call today, my uh, my first Bloggers Roundtable with DOD. So for uh, our guest roundtable today, we have Barbara Thompson, the Director of the Office of Family Policy, Children and Youth with Military, Community and Family Policy. A uh, note to our bloggers... On the line today, please remember to clearly state your name and your blog or organization in advance of your question, and please keep your phones on mute when not asking a question. So now I'll turn it over to Ms. Thompson.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this important topic as we get ready to embark on uh, PCS, our permanent change of station season, and all of the changes that entails for a military family and military children in particular um, yesterday I had the opportunity of meeting uh, a young adult who is now in the workforce but is a military child and she shared that she had moved uh, and attended 12 schools from K to grade 12 so sometimes she was at more than one school in a given year and um, she said while it was challenging she said it really prepared her Um, for adulthood and for being flexible and having um, a key sense of adventure and and wanting to do new things and meet new people. So it's not all um, negative when you think about having a a PCS move um, when the family has to change locations.
0: All right, so we'll take some questions now. Uh, We can start off with Terry.
1: Yes, this is Terry Barnes. I write spouse calls, four stars in stride. And my question is about something that I've written about recently, and that is families with special needs children. And they face very specific challenges every time they move, Um, specifically the issue of state waiting lists for some services that they need. Each time they move, they go to the bottom of the list for some state services that their children might need. Now, Mrs. Obama, I know through joining forces, was able to get many states to agree to help spouses with professional licensing, transmitting that between states. Is there something similar, a program that could help families with special needs kids who require state services to be able to transfer their eligibility from state to state when they move? Um, you're spot on. Without a doubt, you know, there are many layers of stress when you think of a relocation, and families with special needs children or special needs adults uh, really do have an additional level of stress because of what, exactly what you're describing. Um, to my knowledge, there is no program, uh, we do recognize this as a challenge and have quite a few resources on Military OneSource, including um, special needs consultations to support families as they're looking for information, as they're, as they're trying to figure out uh, what will happen to their, their children or, or their family member who has a special need. I think um, one of their tools on, on Military One Source is um, tools for a smooth transition as well as an education directory, which really outlines a lot of the information that families should have at their fingertips as they're contemplating on what needs they are going to be missing or, or need to find another resource for. Um, I do know that the Office of Special Needs, is aware of this issue and has been in consultation with the military services. Um, but at this point, I don't think uh, the nut has been cracked, if you will, as as it has with, with licensure or with the, the interstate compact. Okay, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Dan? Sorry, did you say Dan? Yeah.
1: I apologize. This is Dan Kissinger uh, with MilitaryAvenue.com.
0: And uh, I have to tell you, I was one of those military brats. I went, attended 13 schools by the time I graduated, including a high school in Iceland and D.C. Um, so I, I know the,
1: the struggle, but yet the fun. Um, if you had to pick uh, a resource that's most commonly requested by military families uh, when PCSing and their kids in mind, what is that resource that's most commonly used? Um, I would say one of the resources that families use the most as they're trying to organize their move, and I think it's a really important piece because the less stress that the the parents are, are manifesting, it really shows that the children will have less stress. And so part of having less stress is organization. And Plan My Move, which is again another resource on military home front, gives you the tool to set up a calendar tailored to your needs, whether you have children or not, whether you have pets or not, where you're going, and what it's going to take for you to have a smooth transition. I think that is one of the the most commonly used tools, especially it's available 24-7 online. And, and it can be tailored to your individual needs, which I think is also an important piece. Um, I think one thing to remember with children is you have to think of their developmental um, stage. So whether they're an infant, a toddler, a preschooler, a schoolager, or a teen, or a tween, um, they're going to be looking at moves very differently, also in um, conjunction with their temperament. So if a child is shy or is more adventurous, They may have different needs, um, and so when we look at our children, we have to look at them individually to figure out what do we need to do to continue to provide the right amount of information at the right developmental level, and also thinking about how we can involve the child in the move, making sure special um, objects you know, whether it's a blanket or or their iPad um, that they would like to take with them and have with them at all times, and also how to to make a smooth transition from location to location so that they are um, involved in the planning process and they know what to expect. I think those are really important um, things to consider as a parent, as well as trying to maintain um, the routines as your children know them. I think those are really critical linchpins. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh,
0: Up next, uh, Carlos. Okay. Yes, hi. Carlos Bonjuani, Stars and Stripes. Uh, We've had a few people talk about their experience, uh, and and it sounds like a lot of people uh, have uh, a a lot of experience under their belt with military moves. Could you speak to the person who is brand new to the military and is going to be experiencing their first move? And what would be the resources best for them, or what what kind of guidance would you give that person?
1: I, I again, I would say go to um, go to your relocation manager on your installation, um, go to, which is they're normally located in the family centers, and I think that would be a really good first um, first stopping point because you know we have high tech, but we also need high touch, and I think someone who can help you think about your move. Connect you to the right resources because you might not know about Military One Source, so that you can start again finding out about that installation where you're going to. You know what are your employment opportunities? What are what are the education opportunities for your children? All of those things to have as much information to arm you with um, a sense of 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 expectation and and that you're empowered and in, in control of the situation. And whether it's tips. Um, from you know, I mean, I remember the first time I had a PCS move. Um, a, you know, a friend shared with me that you know to put everything in baggies. What a t- that was the greatest tip ever because I you know I had everything organized not only when I when I had my household goods picked up, but when I received them, I knew where everything was in a, in a in the bag and I could put it in the right room and it just it made it so much easier. So those kinds of things, I think um, those ideas from fellow spouses and fellow um, uh, members who have already PCS'd as well as your relocation manager.
0: All right, up next, um, Amy.
1: Hi, yeah, uh, this is Amy Military of Military.com's Spouse Buzz blog. I was actually hoping you could tell me maybe the top two mistakes you see um, military families make when they head into a PCS. You know, the top two things that you aim as a um, facilitator and as um, somebody who's an expert in this to keep people from doing. Again, I'd I'd like to highlight the the idea about being prepared and having a wealth of information about the location that you're going to, I think would really help people um, make a smooth transition. So, for example, if you know your family situation, you want to know exactly where you want to go house hunting so that you find the right school district, so that you find the right area which will reduce your commute, or those things that are important to you as a family and as a military member. So I think being prepared and knowing what you're going to be walking into is really critical. And if you don't know, you can make some pretty expensive mistakes so if you have to change apartments or you have to, you know, move because the school district doesn't meet the, your needs of your child, then, you know, you're, you're really disrupting your family more than one time. So that would be number one. And number two, I think, is having um, a financial plan. Because we know that when you move, you have additional expenses, some expected, others that pop up on you, and without an emergency savings plan, you could get into a situation where, you know, you're seeking something that may not be a reasonable loan for your family. So those would be the two top areas that I would say would help and support families to make a smooth transition. Thank you so much.
0: All right, next question, Heather.
1: Hi, this is Heather Sweeney. I'm also from Military.com's blog, Spouse Buzz. Um, I was wondering, what is your number one piece of of advice for um, a military spouse moving from outside of a military community? For instance, um, her husband just joined the military, and they live far, far away from base, and they really don't know what they're walking into. Okay. Um, So you're saying that, if I can understand your question, that this military spouse really has not had any um, interface with the military family readiness system? Correct. Correct. Um, Again, I would suggest um, that, you know, we know that the information doesn't always flow from the military spouse to the civilian spouse. Um, And so I would say that it would be important um, to go to the installation and, you know, if you're shopping at the commissary or, you know, you're using some of the services like, say, at the hospital or where you get your ID card, that might be your first introduction to the, um, the military that, you know, you ask where the family center is, and you make an effort to go over and just introduce yourself and see the services that are available. Secondly, the more information that we can give to our new spouses about Military OneSource I think um, that would really help them, and they can look at the information and the privacy of their home and, and search the you know the topics that are pertinent to them. Um, I would think that would be very important.
0: All right, and Chris? Oh, yeah, this is Chris Pape with Montrose Spouts. And I'm about ready to start my fourth PTS, and it, they just don't seem to get any easier no matter how many resources are available. And I'm just curious, with all the money, stress, and resources that PCS place on the DOD, especially now with sequestration, the is there ever gonna come a time when we don't PCS? I mean, is this going to be part of military life from here through eternity?
1: Um, you know, that's a that's a question broader for, for family policy. But I would think it is a part of the military life cycle. Now, whether, um, and I know there there are efforts to look at maybe expanding the time that you're located at an installation instead of moving every two to three years that you may be more more time allowed at that installation. Um, But I think just as we have a a mobile military force that there will be PCS moves. Thanks. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right, everybody. Well, th- thanks for calling in today. Um, as we wrap up, Ms. Thompson, do you have anything you'd uh, like to add at the end?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I appreciate the interest in the topic. And, again, if, the more information we can arm our families with to, to help them decide on, you know, how to make these PCS moves a little bit more more smooth and uh, without some of the interruptions, uh, the better that will be.
0: All right, well, thank you again, Ms. Thompson, and to our blogger participants. Today's program will be available on dodlive.mil, where you'll be able to access the an audio recording of this event. This concludes today's event, so thanks for calling in.